Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to the Halloween episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. So because it's Halloween, spooky, spooky. (laughs) Um, we, you know, decided to go with the theme. I know we do a lot of like psychological thrillers and true crime and that kind of thing. So it's not exactly outside of our wheelhouse to do something Halloween-y. Yeah. (laughs) I will say I didn't go for like scary this time. I went for more like a vibe, like a Halloween vibe. So if you're looking for scary, this is not the episode. Well, at least my part's (laughs) not. I don't know about Krista's yet. Did you uh, succeed at scary? It's creepy. It's kind of like creepy. Okay. Yeah. Some people said it terrified them, but uh, that feels like it was an exaggeration because I think it's more of like a mind bending type, like what in the world just happened and could this happen to me? So I feel like scary is like a wide array, though. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it could mean that it was like gory or it could mean that like it was gross or it could mean like there's so many different things scary means. Yeah, different and like different things scare different people. So, yeah, I mean, like mine's full of ghosts and like some people find that scary. Mm -hmm. Like they're not scary like jump out at you ghosts like they're very nice people but (laughs) it's still full of ghosts so um the book that I chose to do um definitely a children's book it's won some awards though so that's nice uh I did the graveyard book by Neil Gaiman Uh, I'm pretty sure he did Coraline too so he's done a couple he like partnered things um somebody else too yeah I can't remember everything though, but um, yeah, he's, he's like a pretty well-known author. So uh, this is a 10th anniversary edition. So it includes like um, sketches from the illustrator, which I thought was really fun. Like there were some really cool, like I'll, maybe I'll post some of them um, like before the episode goes up just for context um, to get you ready. But basically um, because it's a kid's book, it's not like Nothing super crazy happens, but it's a very interesting um, concept, essentially. So this book is based around this boy whose family is murdered when he is like a year old. Oh. So he is, you know, a toddler who tries to get out of his bed at night and he does successfully leave his bed and crawls all the way down the stairs and out the street. At the same time, his family is being murdered by this man named Jack. It's all you really know about that guy, other than he mentions that he's like part of some society and there's like a reason he has to kill them. Okay. You don't find out until like the very end why, but that is who this little boy is. So once he leaves his house, he like his diaper and it's like October and it's cold out. He wanders towards this graveyard that is near his home. He's small, so he's able to squeeze through um, the bars. And um, at this graveyard, the ghosts start appearing and they're like, is that a baby? Do you see that baby? Yeah, Do you know this baby? Am I losing it? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, because these go, you know, they're ghosts in a graveyard. Like they don't encounter like small children very often. Nonetheless, in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. um, they do realize that there is somebody like heading towards the graveyard. And then they see these figures and it's the baby's parents. And the mother is just screaming because as you can imagine, she's a ghost now because she's mm-hmm. just been murdered. And she essentially asks the ghost in the graveyard to protect her child. She says that, like, somebody's coming to kill him. Like, please protect my baby. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of disappears. Because usually when you're a ghost, you stay wherever your body is. But after a traumatic death in this particular version of ghosts, you do, like, you can, like, appear for a little while because, like, you're disoriented. You don't know that you're dead yet. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a few things going on here. So she only appears for a short period of time. 
and then she's gone. And so the ghost, Mrs. Owens and her husband, they never had children. And Mrs. Owens was like, can we take this baby? And he's like, I'm not sure I'm going to care for a baby, but okay. And so she kind of envelops him in like a mist because the man Jack is coming to the graveyard. He's looking for this little baby. Um, there is another person in this graveyard who is not a ghost. So he's not living and he's not dead. His name is Silas. And I'm not honestly sure exactly what he is. They kind of explain it like there's other things other than ghosts in this world. Like there's like werewolves and stuff. They don't call them that. But essentially his werewolves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of get the like vampire vibe without being a vampire. Like he says that he oh, basically okay. walks the line between living and dead. Okay. So like he can see the ghosts. He can interact with them. But he also isn't part of the living world. So Mrs. Owens kind of envelops the baby to hide him. So they have like some powers that are available to them in the graveyard, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Useful. And Silas talks to the man and the man was like, did you see a baby come in here? I thought I heard a baby crying. I'm just trying to be helpful. And Silas was like, nope, didn't happen. Don't know what you're talking about. Please leave. And the man who like, when the dialogue is like kind of focused on him, he's clearly like a very angry person. I'm not sure if Silas has like the ability of persuasion like maybe because when he tells this guy like nope just leave must have gone the other direction the man named jack which is what they refer to him as the man named jack um <laughs> he just kind of is like oh okay that makes sense i must yeah. have made a mistake well guess guess he went the other way and just walks out and like you can see in the dialogue that the man named jack is like why did i buy that yeah like, like why, why did i like, believe that that's weird like this is weird so there's like some confusion there so i'm guessing silas has some powers um mm-hmm. but they don't really necessarily explicitly outline them in this book but after the man named jack leaves silas goes and talks to the ghosts and they talk to the rest of the ghosts in this graveyard so it's a really old graveyard like very old i can't remember what the oldest ghost was from like year wise it was like the 16 or 1700s so there's a lot of very old ghosts here mm-hmm. and they're kind of discussing like whether they're okay with this baby staying here so um i can't remember what exactly it was called but essentially they're able to like grant somebody like run of the graveyard where they have some of the powers that the ghosts have like they can teach him how to not be visible like they can teach him how to like walk through things but these powers only work inside the graveyard mm-hmm. so the ghosts are debating on whether or not it's reasonable to do this for a small child like how how would we care for it all this stuff silas agrees to like be the one to provide him food and like be kind of a guardian to him mm-hmm. but mr and mrs owens end up being his parents so at this point the mom's gone they can't talk to her anymore they don't know where she's going to be buried or if they're going to be found, like they don't know the scenario exactly. And so they decide to name the little baby, nobody Owens. They're like, he's nobody. Okay. Lovely. So his name (laughs) is nobody, but he goes by bod. So Mm -hmm. that's his name. At first I thought maybe it was like bode, like Bodhi, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. I was like, maybe that's how they do it. But later when he tells people his name, they're like Bob and he's like, no bod with a D. So I'm like, that makes sense. It's like Bob, but bod. Yeah. So um, there's obviously like a lot in this story about nobody growing up in this graveyard, which as you can imagine is a weird thing. They don't allow him to leave the graveyard, but it's his home. You know, he makes friends with like a living 
girl at one point um, when he's very small. And her mom's like, oh, it must be your imaginary friend because no one ever sees nobody. He only appears to her because he has those powers of the graveyard. Yeah. And so like he learns a lot of things about this like world and he's not really part of the living world at all until um, I think he's like 14 or 15 before they even allow him to like know much about like what happened to his family. And um, it would be very interesting to grow up, yeah. <laughs> grow up like that. Um, Silas, uh, he agreed to be his guardian, but sometimes he has to leave. So this one lady comes and she's like uh, much more strict. So Bod like hates it because, but they need to teach him more things. Right. So he has to have yeah. like a more full education. He can only learn so much from a ghost from like the 1700s. Yeah. So they do teach him things like cursive and like reading and writing. But Silas is in charge of most of that because he has the ability to go out into the real world, bring in books, like mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, nobody gets into some hijinks for sure like he makes some missteps as far as like the things he shouldn't shouldn't do in this world like he's not supposed to interact with the hobgoblins but he does anyway <laughs> like i don't think he realizes though when he first does that that's who they are he was just hungry because silas wasn't around and they're like well we're going somewhere with food but hobgoblins don't eat real people food mm -hmm. hobgoblins eat like raw meat sure and yeah. people <laughs> so as he grows up he makes um some of these mistakes but he starts to learn and like harness those powers of the graveyard like he befriends um a lot of the like outcast ghosts so there's a section of the graveyard that's unconsecrated because you know that's where they put the people who died from like suicide or weren't mm. part of the church because you know it's an old graveyard that's yeah. how they did it so there's like a like a witch that lives there and so he like gets to interact with the witch and he gets to know who she is and he finds um he finds her like a little headstone, like makes her Aww. little headstone because he's like, he's like such a sweet boy. Yeah. But he's such a weird person too. <laughs> of course. So um, him and that girl Scarlet that I mentioned before, uh, she kind of comes and goes in this story, which I thought was really cool. So when she's really young, she's there. Her family moves around a lot though, because her dad is like a professor. And so he keeps going from different like university to university. Mm. She does end up moving back to Glasgow when they're young and then moving back to Gosh, I can't even remember exactly where they are. I want to say they're in like the UK because they talk about like chips and fries mm -hmm. or fries and fish. Fish, fish and chips. chips. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, wow, words. <laughs> they use like a different word for it though. And that's what I was trying to think of, but I could not mm. think of it. I just knew crisp? chips was in there. Is it crisp or something? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, it's uh when Scarlett and him are really young, he's like showing her they find he finds out where like the oldest grave is at the graveyard from the person he thought was the oldest and it's actually like behind one of the mausoleums like behind a like secret door and mm. one of bod's perks is that he can see in the dark Ooh. only while he's in the graveyard but he can see in the dark it's not dark so he like leads scarlet down into this like hill basically so it's like over time this grave that used to just be like regular has just gotten sediment and like things have gone on top of it. And then they put graves on top of it. And so now it's basically like a hill on top of old graves, which is kind of crazy. Mm, yeah. But it makes sense. Like landscapes change over time. And it was from like the 1600s. So when they're going down into this like mausoleum, Scarlet can't see anything. And Bod can hear this thing called the Sleer. And it's like protecting 
treasure. So as a kid, they thought like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. You know, like we'll go down here. Um, it's like booby trap though. So like this like scarecrow, it's like a ghost type of scarecrow like pops up and Bod's like, it's not real. It's fine. But even Scarlet could see it. And so that's how he knew. He's like, you can't see ghosts. So it's got to be something else. So it was like rigged essentially. Yeah. To like scare people away from this treasure. But the Sleer is looking for a master. And so he's protecting the treasure, waiting for his master to return so that he can like protect his master. And Bod's like, mm, well, no, not me. I don't want to stay here. Bye. Yeah. So <laughs> I only mention it because it does circle back later in the story. And I think that is probably an important piece. I'm not going to tell you how it circles back. Okay. But um, he does at one point to get that headstone. He steals something from the Ooh. treasure to sell because he doesn't have money. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea, though. Yeah. But the thing is, he leaves the graveyard because he has to go pawn it. Right. So mm-hmm. he has to figure out how to leave the graveyard. And when he goes to sell it, he brings it to a pawn shop. And this person recognizes that it's something very old and very valuable. And this person is part of the same organization as the man named Jack. So they realize that he is definitely still alive. And now they know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. So the witch ghost like helps him escape that whole scenario by assisting him with like disappearing so that when they open, because they like lock him into like a room and then they call the man named Jack and they're like, come on, you got to clean up your mess. You're supposed to kill this boy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he makes a lot of interesting choices, but mostly because he's not informed, you know, about like why he's supposed to be protected, what the big deal is. So as he gets more information though, Um, Like Silas tells him, you know, he's like, I have to protect you from the man that killed my family. He's like, so you're saying that like, you're worried that he'll kill me if I go out there. And he's like, yeah, he's like, don't you worry that I'll kill the man that killed my family? Wow. You know? Yeah. He's like, no. (laughs) He definitely wants to know who this person is. Um, He does at one point venture out to try school. But he's supposed to like lay low and he ends up using some of his powers because he can like dream walk and like go into kids dreams. And he starts like teaching bullies lessons Mm. and bullies don't like that. And so everyone at the school is talking about him and he has to leave because he starts making like too much of a high profile for the fact that he's supposed to lay low. So Jack doesn't find him. Um, When Scarlet comes back, um, when they're like 14, 15, that's when things kind of come to a head with the man named Jack. He finds a way to kind of insert himself into Scarlet's life because he's found her like wandering in the graveyard and starts having like very innocuous conversations. And that leads him to see Bod, who at this point, as he's getting older, he has all these graveyard skills, but at a certain point, he's going to have to not. So some of his talents kind of fade or they become more challenging for him to access because he's no longer a small child. He's becoming a man. Mm-hmm. Um So things just kind of come to a head with Scarlet and the man named Jack. And I'm going to kind of leave it at that. But it was a really interesting premise. And even though it was a kid's book, I actually really enjoyed it. Like, it's pretty long, too. I think it was like 350 pages, maybe 315. Well, even then, like for being like a kid's book, like there was like murder and like, like this like hired guy like he's like basically like paid probably to kill that family and then have to like go clean up his mess like there's like a lot right. of adult themes still for being yeah there's like a whole book, mystery so. it's like you don't even you really don't find out until like the very end like why jack does this yeah so yeah i thought it was really interesting it's been on my, my list for a while and i felt it just fit the bill for halloween i was like it's a graveyard there's ghosts mm-hmm. there's murder like even yeah. though it's kid-centric i would still recommend it to any adult 
Okay. So I'm going to go with five out of five. Like I kind of would have given it less if it was more kiddie. Like Mm -hmm. there are definitely some sections where I'm just like, okay, it's kind of slow. Like it felt a little more kid centric, but as a whole, it was just a really good story. Awesome. I'll have to check that one out. That sounds like a really good, like interesting read. Um, My book is very different. I mean, there's kids, a kid in it too, I suppose. Um, Also, mine was a novella that I didn't read and realize until I was halfway through. So that was fun. It was like 90 pages or like 87 pages or something. So it's a very fast read. Um, So I read Sour Candy by Keelan Patrick Burke. Kaylin? Keelan. I think it's Keelan. Is that the one with the scary cover? Yeah. So it's like a red cover Mm -hmm. and like, it's like a face or like kind of like, like the outline of a head, but like the head is like a deer head yeah that's right yeah you all have to check out the instagram to see it it's creepy um basically it starts and our main character is phil and he's like having a wonderful morning with his girlfriend and they're like oh we're gonna have like a super lazy day stay in bed all day things are great and then she's like i want chocolate though and he was like "Ah, your wish is my command my love and he's gonna go to the store and then and she has a whole list of all these candies and so he goes to like whatever local store and they don't have excuse me one of the things she wants so he's like oh i'll just go to walmart it's fine um i mean walmart has everything so exactly yeah i get it it. yeah and it was like okay and like the reason why he's like changing stores like it makes sense you're like yeah perfect and so he's like there and he's like on the phone or maybe the one he was going to go to was closed or something i can't remember it it doesn't really matter either way so it's like on the phone with the girlfriend and i was like oh i'm gonna grab you this and the other thing but they're also out of this one that you wanted so like i'm not doing that and she's like that's fine just like get home whatever Mm-hmm. and then there's this like kid this like eight-year-old boy and a mom like kind of further down the aisle and he just like screams like blood like the most obnoxious scream a child can make this kid makes it like we've all been there in a grocery store where you're just like oh my god child uh, like you don't want to be out of the parents it's not the parents fault but then sometimes you're still just like do something anyways so that happens so of course everyone like turns and like looks and like the mom yeah. lady does nothing and the kids just like screaming up a storm and then like the manager comes over and is like trying to be like ma'am can you and your son like get the fuck out like the hell's going on like this kid has like screamed like a couple times like throughout this whole like interaction that they're doing and like their girlfriend's mm-hmm. on the phone like what in the world is happening and he was like oh it's this kid is screaming this is weird um and then at like some point the kid like rips open a bag of like sour candies like basically like sour patch kids is how i imagine it mm-hmm. and like i can't remember exactly how this process happens but like the mom gal like ends up giving phil a piece of the candy and he eats it and he like doesn't really know why he does like he doesn't really know like why he accepts it. and like this woman looks haggard like Mm. the years have not been good to her like raising this demon of a child who is screaming for candy is like really taking its toll on her being a parent's Uh, hard i get it (laughs) yeah and so for whatever reason yeah he like eats the candy and even he is like i don't know why Why i do that yeah that's weird this is okay i think like the kid wanted him to and he was like oh maybe it'll like shut the kid up so i can get the hell out um she's like okay that's weird so he leaves and he's like driving home and he gets rear-ended and he's okay and like a pretty hard rear end too where like like other people like stop and like come over and like check and like help him get out of the car like bad with flash level yeah and so he like 
gets out and he like sits down and just realizes that the car it's like the woman he's like oh like that's that same woman that like who was in the star in the store and then he's like talking to the person he's like oh my god like there's a kid in the back of that car like you need to go check on this kid mm-hmm. and the guy is like no man there's no kid back there and he's like bill's like adam he's like no you have to go look so he goes back and he's like yeah my dude there is no kid in there at all like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and he's like so weird like well maybe like she dropped him off somewhere first already though yeah and it hasn't been that long but then he's like i mean also he probably has a concussion at this point so he's like and he knows that and he's like well like maybe like my time frame is screwy or like i don't know or like maybe there's a friend doesn't really know the police show up the medics show up um obviously you know checking everything out and the woman gets up and goes and like walks into traffic and kills herself like and holy he's shit just, and he's just like the fuck what what in the world's going on um and then the police are there and they're talking to him and they're like hey like that guy said that you were really concerned about a kid and he was like yeah like explains the kid and like the kid's wearing like these like older clothes like he explains it like kind of like he's like yeah like it's an amish almost he was like it wouldn't be weird if he was with mm. like had amish parents and an amish family with him but he looks out of place in the store in like 2020 or whatever year this is like in the yeah so he's like kind of explaining him weird mm. and explains him to that and the police lady is like yeah that's your son he's at home like we just got off the phone with like your ex-girlfriend and he's like what do you mean my ex-girlfriend like what what is happening and like that is why is this kid at my home and so then he's like okay well this what yeah so he's like well this lady before killing herself obviously dropped the kid off at my house and like so they he like gets a ride back to his house with the police officers so the police are like because he's like oh yeah like who let this kid into that house like why did you let this kid into my house and they're like no the kid opened the door and we knocked on the door like super weird yeah and so then he like gets there and this whole time he's like okay like other than the fact that like this woman killed herself like this has got to be like some weird like long prank and he's gonna get home and the girlfriend is just gonna be laughing her ass off at this like super funny haha joke that she like got the police and everybody involved in and so like goes and like and she had like a voicemail and that was the other one he's like it's weird that like she hasn't like called me because i've been so delayed leaving the grocery store and getting home like right super odd has like a voicemail he like finally listens to it and it's like you need to stop calling me like i told you i don't want kids you never asked me da, 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 all these things and he's like what the hell like a couple hours ago like my life what is going on and so he gets there and like everyone in his life is now convinced that this is this kid has always been his kid like everyone and he's like starting to and then he starts questioning it like is this there's pictures of the two of them for like the last like three years like have you seen that new show called the baby because that's Mm -hmm. basically the premise of it she like finds a baby and then her friends are like that's your baby you've always had the baby must have been really hard this last year and she's like i don't know what you're talking about oh no i haven't i'll have to check it out but yeah very similar because yeah it's like and like so like the boy's name is adam and he's like why are you here and he's like this is where i live daddy and like and the police are like yeah no like we checked it out and like you adopted him a couple of years ago and like you have been this da, da, da. and at some point he's like how like how did you all figure this out so fast like this has been like three hours since this happened like yeah how did the police force and they're just like like they don't really have an answer for it that's so yeah. weird and so he's just like it's super weird like the kid like only eats sour candies there's like only sour candies in the house like 
his health starts to deteriorate really fast and it's just like his teeth are falling out from only eating these sour candies and then like once you figure out like what this going on with this kid and like what's actually happening it was so freaking weird like that's like kind of like the big main premise which you basically would figure out from reading the back of the book i mean obviously you don't know like the car accident part yeah but like that's it and like like i said it's a novella so it's less than 100 pages and how much like stuff this author like crammed in like it does jump like randomly it'll be like three weeks later or something like that or like oh Mm -hmm. it's been a month or two like however long but it still flows like perfectly well and you can like totally just like see like the madness of that phil is going through that's like no one will believe that adam isn't his son and hasn't been his son and that like a couple days ago or whatever like wasn't and like what is happening and like well, he should not have eaten that uh, piece of candy and like no what is this going on with this woman and this it's like it is absolutely bonkers like so the kid's like the devil or something but that's super interesting especially the fact that like i said there's literally a new show that's like that where like yeah. she encounters this lady who looks like she's having a really hard time and then i wonder if they're like related yeah maybe i'm gonna have to look Mm, now i'm yeah. super curious yeah, also i need to watch more of that show now now i'm like oh, i should watch more <laughs> yeah yeah i wonder if it's like loosely based on like the concept of it but they like switch it to make it like a little baby and like a mom versus like a yeah. dad and an eight-year-old son or something oh that's um, so crazy but yeah honestly like five out of five like one it was a super quick read i read it in like two hours or something like that i love those um yeah like you could easily read it in like half a day even if you're a slow reader like it's and it like pulls you in because you're just like what the actual like because the whole time you're like okay yeah like you're you agree with phil you're like yeah da, 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 da. like the police are obviously wrong but then at some point you're like well you had a concussion did you forget all of this like did you make up the f- whole first half i like, guess that's true it could happen girlfriend? like amnesia is a thing yeah so you're like maybe it is like there's definitely times where like you stop trusting phil because you're like i don't know if you're a reliable narrator anymore like the police are very adamant that this is true your ex-girlfriend like she broke up with you because of this and he had been like married before and so he like talks to the ex-wife and the ex-wife is like that's why we got divorced like you didn't want like because they didn't want kids that was like the whole thing and then his original version is that she did want kids and that's when they got divorced but then this one it's like when she's when he's talking to her it's like no like she's like we don't want kids and then all of a sudden you up and decided to like foster and adopt this kid that you didn't even know like that's why we got divorced and so you're like which 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 what is real it's like are they gaslighting the hell out of him like mm-hmm. yeah like oh does he need to go see a doctor like what is happening like get an mri sir yeah like oh my gosh and it's just like the descriptions are so well done and it's just like it's such like a weird creepy like it just messes with your mind like you're like what is happening and like could this happen like i don't like huh. it like i don't know but god yeah. i hope not yeah right terrifying like that's that's kind of the ones where you're like that's creepy and scary and yeah um yeah people have said that it's like a horror which i guess it could technically be like considered horror it's like a mind bender for sure yeah it's it's bonkers like absolutely read it if you like if you can like i said it's a novel so if you can find it on sale because i just it. you know you don't want to pay ten dollars for like less than 100 pages but i get it from the library or something but yeah that it's a super great one um what a good yeah. pick I'm, and it's been sitting i've ha- I've owned it for like a year almost now so 
worthless. Yeah, glad I was finally able to read it. And also, if I, I think if I had realized it was a novella like a year ago, I probably would have just read it already. Yeah, yeah, but whatever, that's okay. Y'all don't make my same mistake. Um, we, I don't know, we got all kinds of stuff coming up to finish out the year, which is super exciting. Um, so come back, listen to those. Um, in the meantime, you can find us on our social media Instagram is past your bedtime Twitter IIPYB underscore pod and TikTok is not past your bedtime which is where you can go and you can see the super creepy cover of the book because also mm-hmm. the cover is just like mm-hmm. oh my lord it's creepy yeah it really like adds to everything um but yeah that's all we got so until next time bye everyone bye